0: Here we are again to do the third Active Inquiry podcast, which is which is good. We weren't sure whether we get past one, then we got to two, <laughs> and now we're on three, which is good. So um, last time there were uh, all eight of us in the company which was nice um, but now we're just back to uh, to myself Gavin and Alan just us just us um, to have some uh, a bit of a bit of um, in-depth conversation for careful you going to pull the camera off the table there oh. in-depth conversation uh, for the third third podcast um I'm not sure we need to talk too much about this time about what Active Inquiry is, um, we've done that a lot, but... Um,
1: yes, go back and look at our two know, other podcasts. Exactly,
0: exactly. But we're a, a Theatre via the press company based in uh, Edinburgh in Scotland, and we're trying out doing this podcast um, once a month as a way of kind of sharing some of our conversations with everybody else. So I think that, that'll do for a little introduction for this one, yeah?
1: That was much more succinct than Gemra, I like that one too. Good,
0: okay, <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll go with that then. <laughs> So, we, uh, Alan and I are going to have a, try and have a little bit of a, a conversation. Um, this evening about various things but this conversation stemmed from um, when all eight of us and the company were together for four days at the start of October and we were doing some work and as these things do we planned something and it went off in different directions and we started having quite an interesting discussion and debate and some disagreement which is great as a as a company. So we thought we would try and um, give you a flavour of that conversation here tonight and hopefully come up with some new th- stuff as well. Yeah sound about right? That uh, sounds about right to me. Okay um, so um, I know Alan it was kind of you that that kick-started the, this conversation that when in October so I wonder if you want to just just kind of um, summarise a little bit about what your, your points were.
1: Yeah so I had a few concerns um, that sort of uh, in Encompass my issue with sort of community work in general, but obviously, um, forum theatre being a big part of my community work is that, you know, we get, um, we, we get people in a room to discuss an issue or to research an issue or to highlight an issue. Um, and generally we're, we're approaching that from maybe a left wing kind of, um, I don't know if bias is the right word, but certainly from that sort of ideology. Um, obviously with theater of the oppressed, we're looking at it from the oppressed sort of perspective, from the protagonist perspective. My concern, and this is a really simple way to put it, but my concern is that we're only talking to ourselves sometimes that we're not inviting people with um, other perspectives um, and other points of view, maybe you know, maybe even people from the more right of center, viewpoints to have that conversation with us Mm. so we we end up sort of talking to ourselves and sort of patting ourselves on the back and my worry is that then the work becomes less sort of radical or less um about change and more about catharsis feeling better um you know meeting like-minded individuals Mm. and and therefore maybe giving ourselves a skewed vision of reality. I know one of the examples I used, and I'm going to probably bring this up all the time, given sort of, you know, our country's political history, uh, in the, in, you know, uh, in the past few years, is, is Scotland, Scottish independence. Yeah. When we were looking at Scottish independence, and, and my circle of people, probably very similar to your circle of people, um, were probably voting yes. That's that's generally the people that I um socialize with were probably thinking in the same sense as me. And so because we were all talking to each other, all agreeing with each other, and we all kind of felt that's the way it was going. Now obviously it didn't go that way, it was you know it was almost 50-50, but it didn't go that way. Then I thought I started to think to myself, well, if I'm only talking to the people who agree with me, I'm getting a very skewed vision of what the world actually looks like. Yeah. So therefore. Um, when I develop a piece of theatre, when I develop a project, mm. um, is it is it just sort of my point of view, which I'm putting out, it isn't necessarily a bad thing, but am I, um, if I truly want to learn, mm. because, you know, I don't consider myself a teacher, I consider myself a student, if I sincerely want to put out work there so I can learn more, um, am I going to learn by just staying with people who agree with me? And that's my fear about the work.
0: So um, a kind of follow-up question to that then. So, yeah, thanks. Could you put that really succinctly? Um, so... Have you not learned anything then when doing forum theatre performances or being, I'm putting you on the spot a bit here, mm. but I'm just challenging you on that because um you say, well, I w- when will I learn? So are you saying that you, you feel like you don't learn that much in a forum performance where there aren't people that widely disagree with perhaps the protagonist's um viewpoint or want in the piece? So what I find is that...
1: um Often what we're doing is we are looking at different perspectives of how we tackle an issue. Mm. So we're all in disagreement about what the best strategy is for tackling the issue itself. Mm. Um, but often, more often than not, what we're not doing is having people criticise the actual objective. So yes, how we get there, the strategies and techniques for overcoming the oppression, but whether it is an oppression in the first place is very often not um, criticised. I don't know if that's a bad thing. I know that we do research. Mm. So this is so hopefully, if we're making a good piece of Forum Theatre, we are um, we already know that people feel that way. But would it be useful to have voices that actually critique the objective itself? When you ask me if I've learned that, I've, I've learned massive amounts from mm. Forum Theatre. But if I look back to a project we did, I think it was back in, it would be 2010, maybe not for profit. Yeah. The thing, the one takeaway that I remember from that, I'm sure there's thousands of them, little, little, you know, details that, that changed me as a person. The one thing is that we don't all share a vision. Because I remember the main character, I can't remember the name, character's name, but it was played by Fran, mm-hmm. who was trying to rally everyone up. And actually some of the more, um, some of the more, uh, so, some of the results, the, the some more positive results from the play that the audience recognizes as being more positive, were when actually people maybe changed her vision a little bit, mm. or
0: were allowed to input into her vision. Right. Okay, I, un- I understand what your what your point is. Okay, so I think that's really succinctly put and and an, an interesting um comment about who I mean it goes it, it opens up huge questions which I'm sure lots of people doing this work will continually ask themselves really. Um which is about who's who is involved in the creation of the piece of theatre. If we're making a piece of forum theatre, who are those people that we're involving in that in that In that creation and not just involving as actors but also involving in terms of all the research that we're doing to to create that who and who are we involving as an audience you know who do we want to see this piece of theatre who do we want to uh, engage in in that dialogue um so those those are those are huge questions and i i I mean, my comeback on that, or not comeback, because I totally agree with lots of stuff that you say, I think I do think it's quite dangerous. And I think it's very easily done to start talking in a circle with lots of people that agree with you or mm. roughly share your share your perspective. And that there's lots of learning in that because we can all well, there's lots of things that we can all share with each other, but we might all share the same kind of ideology. Um the 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 thing that i think is really important for us to always define when we're doing theatre of the oppressed work and something i think i brought up at the weekend is this idea about what is oppression um and and that i think has to frame the work that we're doing because the work that we're doing is is we're trying to look at we're trying to say this is the this is oppression this is how it hap- this is how it manifests as injustice in the world and this is how we can try to begin to fight this oppression knowing that there's more that we can more than needs to be done than small acts because this is huge structural stuff so it worries it just slightly skews with me this idea of maybe we should be getting people to critique what the oppression is because in a way i don't necessarily feel that that's the right question because i think we're approaching this work going Mm. oppression exists we're approaching this work with a particular worldview which is saying which is saying that um, uh, gender oppression exists in the world we live in a we live in a patriarchy yeah um we are approaching it, saying that and actually the, the i don 't want to be spending lots of time wondering whether that 's true or not because I think that that is true and, so do you mind if I jump in there yeah. because obviously with gender oppression and there like i 'm not
1: suggesting that oppression doesn't exist in the world, but when we talk about gender oppression i 'm not going to argue with you there that 's fairly clear mm. but there are groups who claim that they're oppressed groups right. that are, and I don't want to go into too much details or call out too many groups, but do you think it's possible that a group who probably talk to themselves and not other perspectives could claim
0: that they are oppressed that you may disagree with that. Yes, I, I would. Do, I would. I would say that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are classic things. I don't know. At the moment, I always find it when drivers, for example, when there's some kind of speed bans brought in or things to do with petrol prices, claim that they're that they're oppressed. Um, so again, it's about how we how we would define define oppression. And I think we we are talking about um, a group who are oppressed by another group have much more, much more power over that group. And that tends to be economic power. Um, so I think there, there are obviously, there are three main ones, which are gender and class. And race or ethnicity which tend to kind of permeate through yes there are there are other ones to do and especially kind of uh, if you want to talk newer ones in a way there's not that new anymore but things to do with gay rights issues and um uh disabilism which is a which is a big one now but i, I in a way i think it's about that what what worries me what worries me is if we get into a conversation where oppression itself becomes something that's subjective now, of course, you you or a group of drivers—not um, not, I'm trying to pick on drivers—I drive myself—but <laughs> um, uh, can can of course say that they are oppressed. Of course, you have the right to do that, and and you can identify that, and you can you can put a campaign out to try and stop that. But the idea is that if we try to say that oppression is a subjective thing, in which anyone that thinks they are oppressed at any point in time is therefore oppressed, I think we are and um, diluting the politics of what has happened to in society. I mean, going back to Freire, Freire always talked to, talked about, uh, you know, be, oppression being a subjective thing. Uh, sorry, an objective thing. So it's this thing that exists outside of whether people feel it or not. It, it exists. So, you know, a woman might not feel oppressed, but that doesn't mean that gender oppression doesn't exist. And for me, with doing this work, I'm really interested in going, you know, this is where a, this is a oppression because it it exists because this group of people have a have a clear have a clear power over this group of people and and abuse that power with a monologue and are not really really engaging in dialogue. They might be engaging in consultation or ch- or chats or whatever, but it's not a real dialogue. So for me doing this work, it's kind of identifying that and saying, look, that's that exists and that is kind of there and that is that is what I I'm we're trying to challenge in the work and as soon as i start going into oh is that is that pressure oh but that person's oppressing them but then actually because that person shouted at them they're oppressed i feel like we can get into a subjective debate about about um oppression which i'm not sure is so helpful not that we don't learn things through that but i'm not sure it's i, I'm, I mean i'm talking personally here as gavin cry and not into active inquiry i'm talking about me like what i want to be doing that kind of what i am
1: so I hear that. I think that... I, I I get that. I get that. My concern with it is that, okay, so we don't want to enter into the discussion of really um breaking down oppression. We want to come from the point of view that we accept these oppressions exist. So therefore, if you're coming to our work, you're at least um probably on board with that. Fine. But, so... If we're only then talking to people who agree with that, if we're not allowing a conversation with someone who does want to challenge that, then how much change can we do? Because ultimately, you know, if we just turn our back on people, we're not seeing what's going on. Mm. And my concern there is that we're just going to keep playing in our little pool and we're going to make some change. But... We have. To, I feel like we do, and how we do that, I'm not sure. But we have to engage with the people who maybe, at least at first, have a bigger disagreement with us, mm. because we're not going to um, we're not going to make massive change, mm. which I think is needed. I mean, I, I think that's fair. We're not going to make massive change by ignoring all the people that really at a fundamental level yeah. disagree with us. Totally. So
0: but I think, yeah, I'm not saying that we can't uh, for me, there are lots of people that we can we can bring on board into, into the struggle who can be where, where it can be from wherever. Um, and I think that's really important to to be able to do that. I mean, how use, I, 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 don't know how you, how useful it is to keep pushing that to people that will completely disagree with us and might not ever particularly change their mind. But even if they don't change hmm. their mind, you're
1: learning, you can learn why they, I mean, theatre of the oppressed, form yeah. theatre, it's about, it's about taking what's small. Yeah. You know, that comment from the little kid on the bus about, immigrants when he knows nothing about them, yeah. where did that come from? It's about finding the the societal I, links, right? Absolutely. So um if we engage in dialogue and debate, and that's very sensitive and hard to do maybe, with the people who really do hold those beliefs and try and discover. Maybe we don't change them, but how are we going to um how are we going to find out where that came from. Yeah, no, that I think that's a really good point actually. I, I talked to I talked to plenty of, you know, people who now I don't buy the Sun newspaper. I wouldn't buy the Sun newspaper, mm. but I read it if I find it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I see it, I'll read it because um people will sit and they'll criticize it, you know, whether it's just a half-hearted comment or will go and protest against it and stuff. And you'll ask them, Have you read it? I don't read it. Okay. So how can you do, what do you how do you know what it's saying? Well, second and third hand, you know? I'll read that occasionally so I get an idea yeah. of the kind of language and the vocabulary that they're using so that I can, if I feel the need to, um have an educated attack against yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so if I if I'm not engaging with the other side and I live in this bubble, yeah. potentially, then I'm not I don't really what am I how can I how can I fight the system or at least explore the system if I don't know it? You know, and sometimes that's by talking to people who, who maybe do. Whole different,
0: yeah, okay, police. and I would agree with that. I totally would agree with that. But I think that that, that it is important to understand the enemy, if you like, <laughs> you know, understand the system, how that works, and that's all about, it's all about, um, t- you know, that, that process of a, of a, of a saisi or a saisis, about starting from the, the micro and building up to the macro and realising how things are, are happening in society, where economically, where historically, this is how we set this in a particular context of, of, of what is happening. Happening. but but my view or the view of the, those that we might be working with of that context might be slightly different from 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 others but that's still I mean I think it's still useful to it to explore and have that have that input if people are are, are interested in doing that and I also think it's really I do think it's important to try and encourage other people in the audience I've had so we've had some great um debates and misunderstandings and um, arguments and and yeah, com- people who completely disagree with, um, what we've been said, what we tried to do in the forum. But that's led to really interesting debates in the forum space. So I'm not uh, ne- necessarily against having that in the audience. I think my, I just have a few issues around, around, um, how, so we, we're trying to, we are trying to, we're doing this work. We are trying to say, or we are saying, Oppression exists. Oppression is an, is an objective thing in the world. Certain groups have power that is misused over other groups that creates injustice. And, um, this can then feed down and trickle down into everyday actions and every, and, 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 and everyday rituals in terms of that point. Now, if we are, um, opening up to lots of different People within the or, within an audience coming to see a play that we're, we're telling from a particular viewpoint. For me, we've got to be really, really careful about managing um, the privilege that might be in that audience. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it's just becomes it becomes a very tricky thing to do. I think to be able to to be able to manage an audience who might be mixed who might be from very very different um, groups there'll be there'll be privilege automatically within within that audience so the idea is how do the question i have this isn't an answer the question <laughs> is how do we create true dialogue in a, in a real kind of uh, mixed heterogeneous audience you know in which some people will be privileged some people will be much more used to to speaking out debating etc and i think for me, all of these questions are, are, are tied up in this. And if we suddenly just open it up and say everybody's welcome, the, the, the issue with that, to me, is that we are saying that everybody, everyone is equal. It's the, it's the total neoliberal... Um, uh, neoliberal fantasy. Everybody's equal. Everybody's just here. We can just chat and we can get on equally. We can be friends. We can disagree, but we're you know the doors open. Everyone that comes in is equal. What it does is it ignores uh, his history and it ignores privilege and it ignores what's what's in that sp- in that space. Whereas I think what we're trying to do in forum is say no, this isn't right. This isn't what's true. We can't just solve the world's problems. by all just getting in, the, in a space and being nice to each other and, and chatting about it. That's probably not going to happen. I think we, there needs to be a, a point where we're coming up against and challenging that and needing a space in which we can challenge that from our own perspective or our own place of this view of the world or how we're treated in the world um or how, if we're working with the, whoever the oppressed people are, how they are, how they feel the situation, how they see it, how they see the oppressors. Yes, learning through dialogue, but I think we need a space for that. Otherwise, if we don't, the spaces that we create that are supposed to be for dialogue get dominated by those who have privilege, whether they want to or not, but that can, okay. tends to happen. So, so okay, so I get that. <laughs> you know that does? It, it, in the sense
1: that, okay, you're maybe giving a group who doesn't have a voice... A voice where, if you're saying, if you are, we're encouraging them to use their voice, not giving them a voice. Yeah. So, okay, I buy, I buy that. But what about when we start depicting the the sort of other side, as it were? So we don't involve these people in the dialogue, but we are depicting them on stage. So the danger here is that we're stereotyping their perspective, and we're buying into this sometimes I think we can buy into this or perpetuate yeah. this sort of black and white world yeah. because I, I completely understand that I get your, take your point that um we're coming from where, you know, we are those people and we have the ability or the right to, to talk about that in our own space, but we are depicting other people. Yes. And um I mean, it it, it can very easily, of going to stereotyping and I wonder
0: whether that's true it's true and it's um I I think I mean I think you've raised a really important point and I do I mean I'll keep saying this but I totally I do totally agree with what you're saying (laughs) but and I think that's why it's useful um you know and I think for me personal experience has which has been very hard for me sometimes is where I've been involved in workshops or I've gone to see plays and I know I keep talking about it tonight about gender um but um so, you know, if I believe that, which I do, that we live in a patriarchal society, then I have certain privileges of being a man that I might not even, that I, on many, many daily bases, I don't even notice. Totally. Um, but they're there, and that kind of can perpetuate oppression. The difficulty I sometimes find with the work is sometimes the depictions of men on stage or in workshops when we're particularly looking at gender oppressions. Now often they are, they are through a subjective lens, if you like, of those people who've had that experience. In so terms
1: like- of men being shown as. Mm. Chauvinistic. Chauvinistic,
0: and... or, and I'm not saying that that isn't how men are, but it, sometimes I feel like when I see that work, I just feel like I want to say, oh, but not all men are like that. Sure. But, and that's just a personal want in me because I, I feel like, oh, I mean, yes, I can see that, and that's, that would make that very, very difficult. That does, you know, very difficult for me to watch. In a way, it should be difficult for me to watch. And in a way, in a way, it's not being done for me, uh, p- particularly. Necessarily, um, because what is useful to sometimes depict on stage sometimes is those sub- is subjective experiences of the oppressed. So, if women have seeing men in the- those certain situations in this way, then sometimes it's useful to just to sometimes I think to put on stage this is how. They are seen. The danger, I think, the danger in this. So it's, I think it's quite, can be quite useful and liberating to say this is how we see it. And it can be a really interesting way of looking at it and putting that on stage. The danger, of course, is that if we go, if, if there are, no, if there's no grey area, then how do we change, how do we change this? Because what you're, often what you're saying, if you're putting on a, if you're putting a, a, a protagonist or sorry, an antagonist like that on st- on the stage is, is well, you're, you're making, I think what, what from my understanding of it, you're making what's probably called a an, uh, an antagonistic conflict in which in which the only way you can do, the only way you can get get past this person is to defeat them sure. completely, you know, because there is there's not really a possibility with dialogue necessarily with this person or around that you have because that's kind of what it is, and that's okay. Sometimes that might be the case, but it does it does. I think you're right in that that. We, there's a danger of it shutting down other forms of dialogue, or looking at other ways that we might approach this, or shutting down some of those grey areas. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what not, the original and, point was. I'm going. Also,
1: but also in terms of the grey area as well, I think that when I agree with that, that it can it become a win. It needs to be a win lose situation, mm. or even a lose lose mm. situation, mm. Um, where if um, you know if if there's if we don't stereotype them then maybe there's a way we can work together yeah. maybe there's a way we can work together and i think that yeah the stereotyping of the the oppressor yeah. can sometimes um make the audience and this is i go back to this idea of like catharsis it can make the audience not accept that because actually they've been so um you know uh, obnoxious or egregious in the original um model yeah that actually we as an audience are not going to accept a win-win situation because we want to see them defeated. And that way, and then the interventions and perhaps even the way the Joker um, facilitates it, it can... We want to feel good, so let's sort of take them down. I've heard Jokers, not yourself, but I've heard Jokers say, you know, um, how are we going to defeat this person? And I think to myself, well, okay... That's gonna make us feel great in this situation. In that yeah. But in reality, we have to engage with this system unless we're going for a full, you know, revolution. And if and if 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 this is a rehearsal for change, yes. then we've got to be realistic. And so I see a lot of foreign plays turn around with the end where it is like, right, let's just sack it all yeah. and we're gonna, you know, take over the building and we're yeah, gonna do this yeah, blah, yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Because we've made that that oppressor so um unlikable okay or or you know and i know that they're embodying an unlikable um system yeah or or you know we're making them that way to highlight red tape or whatever but ultimately i don't know sometimes i feel like it does a disservice not thinking about these people as people because that itself can be um you know i think sometimes we look at it too much in the, in the sort of macro. Mm. Because actually sometimes human interaction, that's what it's about, right? Isn't it? You're replacing a person to talk to people, to engage with the system. Sometimes we forget that actually these are people.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree. And it, it, it's one of these tensions that's always there in, in, in forum and theatre, the press work. Of course. Yes. You know, we're, we're, when we talk about oppression, we're talking about quite abstract ideas. But actually, how, how does that work in practice? Well, through people. I mean, through people and through our, uh, Yeah, they're daily, generally quite, quite
1: yeah. shaky foundations because it is really yeah, just, it is. A couple but those people foundations, saying,
0: yes. but in a way, they're shaky foundations, but in a way, they have hundreds of years of history behind them in some ways because we have, uh, you know, these have been kind of, we have various structures and institutions that are set sure. up to support this as well and the power dynamic. And you're right, yes, uh, people are people. And I think, uh, I mean, I do believe, and this isn't about theatre depressed necessarily, this is my general life, that that I think most people, and I've met a few exceptions in my life from all different... Different places, and that is nothing to do with uh, nothing to do with their particular ideology or whatever you know most people are are fairly nice to chat to, and we can have we can have some conversation and I can find something in common with you and i can I do think that I know you're sure. looking at me strangely I actually, sense, I, I, I actually generally do and that's per my personal uh, ideology that i 'm quite happy to chat to 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 anybody and have a conversation with them as a as a kind of person I think the danger of, of the danger of of turning that kind of my my per my personal thought about having conversation the danger of putting that in a of that idea into a into a forum goes back to what I was saying before about about us about us thinking that these these problems which are deep rooted and these are this oppression which is deep rooted and historical um and economical normally, which is really hard because that's very easy to hide. Um, and, and about privilege, that these are easily one identifiable to, for, to, for people, and two that they're easy, they can be easily talked around or solved just because we can get along as as nice people um, and chat about them. And but the, the, I, I mean, I do think you can get so you can get you can get somewhere. I mean, I'm not. As I said, I'm not going to not talk to somebody because they're, a, I don't know, a banker or whatever. <laughs> That's not my, part of what I think in life. But what we're trying to do in Forum is not necessarily do that, are we? We're not trying to, we're not trying to individualize a character so much because that character is there, not because they're a individual, really, really well-drawn character in some ways, although you know, the actor may do some with them. They're there because they're representing something social. They're there because they're representing something that is a, a, a social aspect that we are trying to challenge or look at or have in the piece. We, we, we've, we, I mean, this is probably true for all theatre in some ways, but I think in Forum they're there because of that reason. So, um,
1: we could talk about this for days. Um, we're probably still going to be talking about this. Yeah, which, for is, the now, it, uh, which is the beauty of it. Which is the beauty of it. But I'm just wondering now, sort of half an hour in, do you want to, is there anything you want to sort of say to finish up?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think firstly, I've really, I really enjoyed this discussion and I'm really glad that these debates are kind of coming out, uh, in our, in our group as well as in the wider TO community as well, you know, that we're having these discussions and, and this, this talk. I think I, I, I know that little alarm bells go off in my head and it's just about wondering where, why they're there and that's for, for me. But I do I do think what this raises for me, and this is, I know this isn't necessarily what you've been saying, but what it does raise for me is the big questions that we have to ask ourselves doing this work in, in Europe or in the West, if you want to put it that way, um, where there has been certain moves to... To kind of change things a little bit, um, for me, you know, about like having multiple protagonists or no protagonists being able to replace any characters. And this is kind of a bit of that idea. Um, a couple of things. Maybe you said that, you know, we're all just in this. We're all trying to figure out what's going on and we're all trying to work forward equally. I, I just worry a little bit that there may be a, we might, there's a bit of a danger there, maybe of, lo- of losing. The idea of this is uh, objective oppression these are the oppressed and this is who we are working working with and challenging oppression from from kind of this standpoint and i just in, i'm not saying we can't do some of those other things they could be useful but it's just for me i have this little alarm bell ringing and i just know that i need to keep reminding myself that that is why i am personally doing it <laughs> we are we're going to pop the uh, the podcast up on iTunes where can people run? can subscribe and
1: review us as well, which would make a real Please difference. Do. Please do for getting that out to people. Um, but
0: obviously you can use it on your PC on the WordPress site as well. Again, yeah, if you want to contact us as usual, just uh, go on uh, activeinquiry.co.uk. You can contact me, Gavin, at activeinquiry.co.uk or Alan at uh, alan at <laughs> so you can send out. us an email and, and, uh, and, and have a conversation with us. But uh, thank you very much for listening again.